Hey y'all, Will here, and this is Stories with Mr. Stories. And today, um, we sit down and talk with my really good friend, Alyssa Sodi. Um, her and I competed at the Lacrosse Open, which was a very small weightlifting competition in northern Wisconsin. Um, and I thought it'd be fun to have her on and just kind of talk about our experiences with that meet. We both um, haven't competed in a long time, and so... Um, this was something we both did for fun, and I thought it'd be really cool to um, just talk about that weightlifting meet with her. We both competed. She competed first, um, and then I competed after her, and it was just a really good time. So um, you'll notice that this uh, conversation seems like it's starting in the middle of a conversation, and that's because Sodi decided to um, hijack my podcast for the first like 45 minutes we were recording. So this is the other half of that podcast. Um, I might uh, release that other part where she was um, interviewing me at some point in the future. But for now, um, here's a really fun podcast with Alyssa. We, like I said, talk about that lacrosse open and we also talk about Wisconsin weightlifting as a whole and um, our experiences. So I really hope you enjoy. Um, if you like this episode and you want to see more stuff like this, you can check out my Patreon um, where I put it out exclusive podcasts and stuff like that. And I'm also beginning, going to be doing a giveaway um, in April. I'm giving away like a bag of the coffee that I'm working with 1440 to produce, um, giving away a print. Um, I'm giving away two coffee mugs, um, that are Barbell Stories and Stories Mr. Stories branded. Um, and also giving away some tie-dye socks. So, um, if you want to be eligible to get any of those things, um, all you got to do is be a patron. So, um, check that out, uh, patreon.com forward slash, uh, Barbell Stories. And, uh, with that, I really hope you enjoy this episode. So thanks for uh, interviewing me on my own podcast, I guess. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it's been. Oh, this has been 41 minutes. Are you okay. cool to talk about weightlifting? Yeah. Okay. I think what we'll do is just, um, I literally think I'm just going to do two podcasts. Okay. I think we're just going to start with a different, uh, is that cool? With you? Yeah. All right. This is fun. Uh, Alyssa, who are you? <laughs> back to square one. Back to Literally back to square one. I am a human uh-huh. who lifts weights mm-hmm. and i am a nurse yeah and a person yeah and a um british baking show um fan fan and host when we're um doing bake-offs yes yes um that sums it up yeah i think that's literally all there is to you <laughs> i am not complex here folks that's not true um <laughs> So, uh, we just got done with a pretty lengthy conversation, but the reason I, um, wanted to, um, chat with, I'm really glad we've talked to the other conversation, by the way, but the reason I had you on, um, is I wanted to talk to you about, um, the competition that we did Mm -hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. We did lacrosse open in lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yep. And we had fun. We did have a lot of fun. Uh, so we're both in Wisconsin weightlifting um represent represent um i'm actually a wso what the hell they, representative yeah but like a non-athlete representative oh i guess but there's you're a an distinction athlete. yes but they didn't need an athlete rep they needed a non-athlete rep i don't understand okay i'm gonna f- squeak my chair for a second that's okay okay jeez how long have you been holding that <laughs> I didn't fart or anything. I just, <laughs> I needed to, I needed to adjust. You can edit that out. Oh my God. No, it's staying. Um, but Nick j- literally just like sent me a message. Well, I s- they saw that he was like looking for athlete reps. It's like, Hey, you still looking for people? Cause I was literally just going to give him a couple of rec- recommendations. He's like, yeah, you're in. I was like, cool. Okay. So I have no idea what my actual like thing in the WSO is. Are you, are, are these? No. Oh, so, um, those are Ray's, like, she's making... Coasters. Yes. No, she's making a quilt. Oh. Yeah, so those are, like, parts of the quilt. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I won't say what you thought they were. <laughs> Good I'm done God. messing around. <laughs> You're fine. You can play with whatever you need to. Um, 
so yeah, we both drove up. Drove. drove. We both drove up to lacrosse on. Uh, this was Friday night, um, and I kind of. I've been to quite a few weightlifting meets, but this was probably the smallest. Really? I think I think it was the smallest weightlifting meet I've been to. Wow. Yeah. Like in terms of athletes or spectators or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a great meet. It was well run. Yeah. Got done fast. Yeah. The space was nice. It was at a high school. Yeah. And the platform was in the middle of the gym. And then the back room was like in this weight room off to the side of the gym. Yeah. So you were kind of blocked off from the actual competition when you were warming up, which Which was kind of cool. And it gave you some really cool pictures. The lighting was incredible. And if USAW can take some notes on this, it was great because literally everything was dark except for the competition platform. Yeah. It was incredible. Same. It was giving CrossFit Games Tia Claire Toomey maxing her clean that one time vibes. Except better lighting, if I'm honest. Better lighting, yes. for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool the way it was set up, too. Yeah, but yeah. I really liked it. Because basically they just had, like, one set of stands laid out. Um, they had, like, the three uh, judges. They had this, like, I think it was from powerlifting, but they had, like, this box that had three white lights on top and then three red lights on bottom. And that's oh. what – it was a huge box. It was probably, like, I want to say at least four feet wide by about two feet high. I just thought that was normal. I've only been to four meets, so. Well, I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> for local meets, that's pretty over the top because usually you either get a, a television. Or that, the paddles. Or the paddles. Okay. I'm more used to the paddles. Oh, I take it back. This no, there were less athletes at this competition. I was about to say I've been to a smaller weightlifting meet, but that's not true. Um, oh. I was thinking about one in San Antonio that I went to. That was like, but there were thirty athletes there. There was only twenty four at this one. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, um, but yeah, the marshals table was like right next to the competition platform. You had to walk like a good probably, what, what would you say like, fifty <laughs> meters? Yeah. To the um to the marshals table where you could like count and stuff did they have it on a computer or was it literally just old school like on the cards i thought that it was on a computer i mean oh yeah that's right no you're right yeah but people weren't using that because they had a they had a projector that i thought they were going to like put something onto but they ended up not using it but even even on the projector you couldn't you couldn't see it you couldn't read it yeah Oh From yeah, far away. Right, yeah. It was not a very helpful projector. Yeah. So the screen was just kind of there and being useless, but whatever. It was still great. Yeah. But it was old school, right? Where like the cards were on the table. This was the first meet I didn't actually like actively try to count for someone. So even when I'm just like photographing people, I'll tend to get a count so I can like know when they're about to go up. Oh. But I didn't even bother with that because I was literally only um like photographing you intentionally Mm -hmm. um and like i kind of know your numbers well enough that i knew when you were gonna go out so i was like we're like three or four out whatever um so yeah um what was it like for you uh this is your first time competing since was it 2019 2020 february oh yeah that's right sorry february 2020 in uh two years ago yeah um I had a blast. I had a lot of fun, and that was my main goal. Like, before each lift, I I was just like, I'm just having fun, and I just want to make my lifts. And it was the first time that I actually had no doubt in my mind before each lift. Like, usually I'm very nervous, and I'm like, am I going to make it or am I going to miss it? But for this me, I was like, I'm going to make these lifts. And I did. And maybe I just got lucky. But it was a lot of fun. Wow. I mean, regardless no, no, of no. Yeah, you definitely didn't get lucky. There was a lot of – you've done a lot of – oh, my God. Just so much volume. Yeah. So much volume. And your jerks have gotten so much better. Oh. And I'm excited to see them get even better because they're definitely my weakest lift. But, no, I had a lot of fun. It was a nice, like, relaxed vibe. Yeah. Um – yeah it was fun how'd you feel about the um so the back room was it felt like there was a division in the back room and one club um from madison called group three kind of had like the 
the wooden platforms. There was four <laughs> of them, um, and they had the good they had the good bars back over in that corner. And I'm not throwing shade right now, I'm but just they saying, didn't like, have good plates. They didn't so have that's good why plates. they weren't chosen first. Oh, okay, yeah. So they had the good bars back there, but they had terrible plates. Like they had work sand from rubber plates, which I didn't know existed. Me and uh, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Does he prefer Dan or does he prefer Shank, uh, Schwank? Either. Either. Okay. Um, regardless, Dan and I were just like, this is crazy. This cannot be a real thing. But it definitely was. So they had those four platforms. And it, it felt like there was a division there because they had a squat rack um, that kind of inhibited your view from everything else that was going on in the back room. And I then liked they had that. Like, yeah, it was nice. But then they had like eight taped off like small i want to say they're like power lifting size platforms just Mm -hmm. like taped onto the ground um so i think that would be like what four feet by eight feet like four feet tall by eight eight feet wide um but like enough room like if you're not if you're Mm -hmm. not missing jerks in back you're fine (laughs) i don't want to talk about it um and then the rest of the warm-up room um had really good plates but the bars, though, yeah, were rough. Um, the men's bars, the women's bars were fine. They were like Rogue Bella bars. They had a decent spin. Um, Yours sucked. Yours had no spin. Terrible. It was like an old Rogue. It was a. It, it was at least twenty kilos, but it was a twenty-eight point five millimeter. So it was just slightly um, oh. wider um, circumference, and so it was just harder to. It was one harder to grip. But that snatching with it was okay on the wrist, but oof, for cleans, it was really tough. Um, Do you think that impacted your performance on the platform? I don't want to. I don't want to say it did because then I'm like blaming the equipment. <laughs> but uh, the first lift on the platform felt way off, oh. um, and I missed both my first lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made my uh, my second snatch. I made really easy. And then my third snatch, I just missed the hell out of. Um, and then clean and jerks. Man, my cleans were garbage. Because the, I didn't realize how much it would affect your timing to not have a bar that turns over easy. Yeah. But it affects your time. It affects the timing really pretty rough. Because um, I noticed with a bar that doesn't spin very much, I pulled the hell out of them because you need to get it high enough that you can just kind of like let go of the bar and then get your elbows up. But then trying to do that on the competition, like you don't realize you're doing these things until like it's already too late. Like yeah. I felt it happening. Um, and I was like, man, my pole feels good, but the bar's crashing on me and I know exactly why. Um, but then you get onto the platform and then you try to do that with a Puros bar and that mm-hmm. thing just like took me for a ride. Yeah. Um, so... It was it was fine. I still had it like my I didn't go there like I'm gonna make PRs and stuff. I literally did this meet because I told you that the next meet <laughs> I that was forced in Wisconsin, you into it. You didn't force me. You a little bit forced me. I said that the next meet that was in Wisconsin I was gonna compete in, and then it happened to be this meet, and I thought I was gonna be on vacation, but then Ray and I ended up not being able to go on vacation, so I had the opportunity to go, and it was a thirty dollar entry fee. Mm-hmm. And I, it was literally like the, it was two Mondays before. Yeah, it was two Mondays before. So yeah. two weeks. And I messaged Greg and I was like, hey, can I, can I do this meet just for fun? Like if it's going to mess with whatever we have planned, like I'll just not. He's like, yeah, just go have fun. Like, it's like cool. Didn't do anything at all to like prepare for it. I literally just did my normal programming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I just had a I had a ton of fun. Ray said that she was watching me in the, uh, you know this. She was watching me in the stands and it looked like I was having too much fun and that's why she thinks I didn't do well. Oh. <laughs> She's like you weren't mad. Like you oh. just needed to be more pissed off. Hmm. I just uh, I was just Interesting. Yeah. I was just I was just hanging out. I was just having a good time. But, yeah. Yeah. I d- I well, know I, Yeah. I lacked aggression, which is fine. I didn't go there to put up PRs. Like I just want to have fun. And so mission accomplished. Yeah. I made a lift. You did. Cheers to that. <laughs> um, so with the platform set up in the middle of the gym. Yeah. And then there was a line of chairs behind the platform. Yeah. Were 
you would have to like sit and watch other lifters go. Yeah. What did you think of that? So it was weird because typically when you go to like national competitions, um, you're not like there's supposed to be nothing behind the lifter um, because it makes it harder for judges to like see things. Right. Yeah. Um, So like any sort of distraction could be like, oh, I didn't see the press because there was someone like walking around back there. Vomiting. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that can be vomit just spewing everywhere. It can be really can be really distracting. So um that was a joke um so i thought it was really it was an interesting decision to put the lifters directly behind the person who's lifting um both from like a judging standpoint but also from a like athlete perspective because what's nice about having the chairs be even a little bit removed from what's happening on the competition platform is you can like not look at it yeah but if it's like right in your face you have to try really hard to not see what's happening on the platform yeah um i think it made it really fun for spectators all five of them that came um (laughs) because it made it really easy for if you don't know what's going on in weightlifting it made it really easy to see like who's going to be up next because they would just kind of be sitting there yeah Um, that's true and I think it made it a lot better for people to see, like, what athletes are doing before they go on to um, the competition stage and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. stuff like that's important. Um, it kind of felt like you were being watched while you were sitting in the chairs, though. Oh, yeah. So I feel like whereas at, at other meets, athletes would be, like, in the back, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what people would normally do in the back, but they were just kind of sitting in the chair because people were watching them. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember very specifically, like, when it was just me out there um, and Andre was getting count from me, I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my face. I'm just going to like look over here. And then you came over like, oh, thank God. I've got someone to talk to now. Um, but yeah, it did make it a little bit awkward um, if you're sitting out there alone. Um, so uh, and maybe some people like that. But I did think it was really good for spectators and people who were like, trying to prospectively get into the sport to mm-hmm. kind of see what it was like to be an athlete. Um, Cause if you have no, it, we're, if we're talking about just like having no prior experience with weightlifting and all you see is a competition lifts, you're probably maybe at least a little bit bored not say that weightlifting's boring, but as a spectator, Ray was be, knitting the whole time, crocheting, crocheting. Sorry. Yes. She was crocheting the whole time. Um, so it, it makes it a little bit challenging to make it interesting from a perspective if all you're seeing is the competition lifts. Um, and I actually read, oh my God, I can't remember how long ago it was, but Phil had released a memo talking about how he wanted to make the back room more of a spectator experience. Oh. Um, and I don't know if this was a spoof. I, I could have been, I remember the, going back to the whole like easily being manipulated thing. So this could potentially just be all spoof. But I read it and I took it verbatim. So essentially what I was saying was like for people to get interested in the sport to kind of see what's going on in the back room. Um, and I agree with him. Like when I'm watching competition or if I'm like documenting someone during the competition, I care very minimally about what's happening on the competition stage. It's all what's happening in the back. You like the story of it. Yeah, exactly. And so What led it, up to this moment. Exactly, yeah. And like it's really fun to watch someone like, okay, so I'm thinking about Meredith Outline. Um mm-hmm at the 2019 Roma was that 2019 no 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 2020 Roma World Cup um she missed her last uh snatch attempt in back like twice I think she missed her oh. last two snatch warm-ups and then she went out I think she either PR'd or she did like really well she went three for three I think in her snatches that day and she like missed her last couple like warm-ups, warm-ups? wow so stuff like that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I wish that it would be easier to do that without being intrusive on the athletes. Because I think that's where we kind of like toe the line when it comes to things like that. It's like you want to make it interesting, but you don't want to get in people's heads. Um, and for whatever reason, that's a really hard thing to do with weightlifting. Um, yeah. Because when someone's right up next next to you when you're on the platform it's 
it's not really something you're used to, or at least I'm not used to that on a yeah. daily basis. Right. Yeah. And like weightlifting is such like a proprioceptive sport, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not used to training then conditions of like having people around you all the time, like going to a competition and that being the norm is pretty tough. Um, so, but um, that's one thing I also did like about this competition was that like they spaced out the platforms, like the warm up platforms, such that each person had their own like platform, however small it was. And you didn't have to share a bar. And they had yeah. enough plates where you only had to share plates. Like you shared plates with um, one person. And um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. What Just because it was convenient. Yeah. Gil. Yeah. Right. Gil. Um, and so, like, it just made it nice to be able to not share equipment. But it's not really preparing you very well for when you go do a um, national competition. There's an airplane outside. Wow. We live, like, really close to Dane County Airport, and sometimes they have flybys of, like, um, Air Force yeah. crafts. Is that one? Air um, Force planes? I thought you were going to say Air Force once, and I was like... <laughs> Oh, wow. No, <laughs> definitely not. Fighter planes. <laughs> airplanes that go zoom, zoom. Um, um, what are they called? Fighter jets? Let's go with that. I yeah. was going to call them space jets for some reason, and that's we definitely We go to right. space here in Madison, Wisconsin. We do. Dane County Regional Airport is also... Um, yep. The NASA headquarters. Yes, correct. It is mm-hmm. Cape Canaveral. Yep. <laughs> um hashtag but, sarcasm yeah that one i can pick up on that yeah one. you got that one um mostly because i was the one that started it <laughs> um that's another wormhole we won't get into that right now but it's not really preparing you very well for like when you go to national competitions where like yeah. you have to share um which can get dicey especially ao1 where they had like sometimes three athletes per platform three or four athletes yeah depending on the session. and they don't care you know what you're doing they're just worried no, about no. what they need on the bar which is i mean you kind of have to have that mindset but yeah it can be a little intimidating especially for people like you and i who are let's just say neither of us are very like the assertive type personality oh yeah no definitely not so yeah like you can go ahead and step on my face that's fine <laughs> it's all right I'll recover. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, you want to snap my arm and break it? Yeah, sure. I think I can still snatch like that. Um, uh, we need to hold each other more accountable for, like, for that. Fighting for what you need. Yeah. yeah. Like one time when I was in college, this is a side story that really doesn't matter, but and you can cut it out. But um, one of my best friends in college, we you know would walk across campus and a big group of guys would come down the same sidewalk and we would always move out of the way. And so one day we were like, let's stop moving out of the way because we have the right to this sidewalk just like they do. Yeah, take up space. And it was amazing how many times like they would almost run into us or like we brush shoulders, like they just would plow right through. Whoa, I thought you yeah. were going to say something really like awesome. Like, you know what? We were dodging them this whole time and it wasn't necessary because they just scooted on over like good people i mean sometimes but i still do that to this day i'm like well i can walk on the sidewalk it's fine yeah i don't have to apologize or get out of the way just because i'm walking on the sidewalk you know it's just like little things like that life is weird life is really weird um sorry anyway. I, I paused because i was like wow i want to learn more about like this sort of like situation like where did that stem from like what what where why why is that a thing you do but that's yeah. definitely not for i mean being right a now. short small woman mm. it's just like oh there's a tall big man walking towards me i will move out of the way so they have more room just something that's so I learned to do. Yeah, it's just so weird. I just don't like that. That's something that uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It just it doesn't. It didn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do whatever the hell you need. And they should. We should just be able to. The thing yeah. should just be more cohesive as a species. You yes. think we'd have this all figured out by now? 
you we've think. only been trying for a millennia. I don't actually know how long we've been on. Well, it doesn't matter. We've been trying. Well, no, trying's also a stretch. We've been existing for this long. You think that we would have this whole like being good to other people thing figured out? Yeah. But Share it, the road. Yeah. Share the sidewalk. Right. So, you Share heard it bars. here for first, folks. If you're hearing it here for the first time. I have a lot of questions for you, and one of them is, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Me? No. No. Oh. If anyone, if this is someone's first time of like hearing that, you know what? It's okay for other people to also exist on this planet. If that's the yeah. first time you're hearing it, like oh. us saying it, woof. Okay. Now I get what you're saying. Okay. Did I go on a different train of thought? I just had no idea what you were talking about oh, cool, for a second. Cool, cool. I, w- I was like, is he asking me a question? <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine anyway um but at the meet yeah i had a lot of fun lifting with devin like i think um it was a very relaxed vibe like i think usually if i were watching other lifters go before me and i saw them like miss i think it would get in my head a little bit Mm -hmm. but i was watching everybody and i was just having a good time but like i felt good because devin was right next to me and we were kind of cheering for each other and it just kind of felt like training yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's one really good thing about doing local meets is a lot of times you're competing with the people you usually train with. Um, and so it just kind of allows you to be more in a relaxed sort of headspace and more of a relaxed um, like vibe, like you were saying, how it kind of just felt like you were training because you used to train with Devin. Devin is like mm-hmm. your old teammate from Group 3. Yeah. Um, not old, former. Your former teammate from Group 3. Um, and so... Um, she is elderly. She, what? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, she didn't look elderly. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so, um, uh, so yeah, I think there is, local meets lend themselves really good to that of like uh, teaching you how to be chill at competitions. Yeah. So that when you actually make it somewhere where like things aren't so chill, you can just like remember what it's like that like oh I do this literally every day. But mm-hmm. having people around you that are, like, constantly training with you anyway, it's so much easier to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, like, snatching and cleaning and jerking, the thing that we literally train for almost every day year-round. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that helped with um, – if this were, like, a national-level meet and, like, you had to, like, sit behind people that, like, you don't normally oh. train with yeah, and watch them either make or miss on the platform – and then you're like, all right, you're up, bud. Good luck. Yeah. Smack you on the ass and then see what happens out there. Like, that that stresses me out. Yeah. But I do think it would be a real – th- it's, 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 it's good for spectators. And I think it was good for – I think it was a good learning experience. Local meets are really good for that because, like, you can see other people miss lifts mm-hmm. and realize, like, that's not me. So I can make a lift or like their, like their experiences aren't yours. So like you can see other people like struggling and recognize that that's not happening to you and still go out and perform and do what you have to do. Um, So I think this meet was also really good for that. But it was also really crazy to see. So like Wisconsin weightlifting, Wisconsin's a big state. When I say big state, I mean like it's pretty, pretty vast. Yeah. Like, I think from north, the utmost north to, like, the southern border, I reckon that's a good, like, eight, eight and a half hour drive. I have no idea. I don't know either. Don't quote us on that. I don't go to serial killer country. Ser- Wait, that's serial killer country? Yeah, the Up north. Up in Superior? Really? Oh, that's right. Well, because that's, like, when uh, Prohibition was going on, they used that as, like, they used to get booze from Canada. Yeah. Like, across or Or, like historically people have you know murders happen in chicago and then they drive the bodies up to northern wisconsin oh and drop my them gosh. off i had no idea about that mm-hmm. and then like the jamie Foss thing anyway anyway it's a big it's a big state there's a lot of room to move around but the weightlifting in uh, wisconsin is not super huge weird um, the weightlifting in Wisconsin is not really big. So it, there's yeah. a couple of like pockets where there's a lot of weightlifting. Milwaukee being one. Madison, there's like a few folks. Mm-hmm. There's, it's basically twisted. So like where you and I train, um, mm-hmm. 
group and, three. And group three. Mad Where's Town? next level? Next level's in Waukesha. So I basically grouped that in with Milwaukee. Okay. Because it's like basically Milwaukee. Yeah. For anyone who's from Milwaukee or Waukesha, I'm not saying you're the same. I'm saying you're pretty close to each other. Okay. <laughs> Back off. Lacrosse has a weightlifting team. So does Whitewater. But yes. um, the Whitewater team used to be pretty big. And it's dwindled quite a bit. I don't even know if there's still a team there anymore. Oh. Um, COVID kind of really screwed them up because they were, like, limited to only train, like, 30 minutes at a time. And you had to, like... What? Yeah. So imagine trying to, like, snatch, clean, and jerk back squat. In 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. I would get my warm-up done. Yeah. I would get maybe through my snatches because i my warm-up is literally like 30 seconds i love it's warming up a long time yeah i'm not good at it if i don't like if i take forever if i like be patient with my warm-up i end up warming up for like an hour and then i like don't want to do my actual training session okay i can see that so like i basically have to Within, like, if I don't touch a barbell within five minutes of walking into the gym, it's going to be at least an hour before I touch one. What? I am so weird. This goes back to, like, the inertia thing we were talking about, right? Where it's, yeah. like, it's really hard to, like, get into it. But once you're into it, then it's, you're like... You're obsessed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... So, I, like, need to touch it right away. Like, even if I just walk by... I don't know if you've seen me do this, but sometimes I'll just walk by the bars and literally just hold on to one. And then I'll walk away and do my very short warm up and then grab a bar. Yeah. I don't know if you see me do that, yeah. but like I have mm-hmm. to like physically touch it and then I'm like I'm in the thing to do it. I'm a wow. weird my brain Wild. is fucked up. I don't wanna say that. My brain is just different. It's fine. So I don't even remember what we were talking. Oh yeah, all the places lacrosse. Okay, so I don't know if Whitewater mm-hmm. has a team. Lacrosse has a weightlifting team. Um and Green Bay has a pretty small um community of weightlifters but they're pretty good hmm. um like the spries have lily um who also is oh, yeah. a teammate she's a lifter pound grace lily spry oh yeah jesse coaches her oh cool yeah yeah she uh has some state records yeah she does and then there's also that blonde kid i can't remember his name he's really nice but he's he's jacked as all hell um he's like 14 or 15 he's like he, but he's like weightlifter jacked where he has like ginormous lats oh um and then like boulder shoulders and then like pencil arms you know what i mean hmm. so um that kid's really nice uh but every time i see him i'm like expecting his voice to be really deep and then he's like hey how's it going I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> who are you man <laughs> um but uh oh and then andre um who coached oh me. yeah yeah uh, he, i like him yeah he's really cool but here's how spread out wisconsin weightlifting is he lives in green bay which I think is like a three or four hour drive from lacrosse. He coaches the lacrosse weightlifting team. He has to do it all remotely. Like he has like everyone. On the, yeah. So he programs for them. He sent, they send him videos and then he like coaches them. And there's a lot of people helping out with lacrosse weightlifting. Like I think John still help, might help out a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So it's a really, it's a really small community of people in a very yeah. big state. And so everything's really spread out. It is. Yeah. Are you going to lift at the state meet? I don't know. I need to find out. I was. I said I was going to text. Figure out Nick, what it is. And I forgot to. But I know there's going to be a meet in May. I think it's the yeah. first week of May. Um, which would be nice. Because then the powerlifting meet that Bafa is going to be competing at. Go Bafa! Go Bafa! So Bafa lives in Madison. And I forget that he exists in Madison. And I never it's hang crazy. out with him here. But so... Like like I said, very small, but there's a couple of like heavy heat hitters in Wisconsin. Like yeah. Mary, she lives yeah. up in um. Oh my God, it's a really weird city name, but it's like next to Oshkosh. Don't tell me it's Oconomowoc. No, it's not Oconomowoc. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. Oh God, it's a very long name. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. You want to talk about Mary for a sec? Do I? Yeah. Um, Mary is awesome. She is awesome. And. Um, she actually like came up at work cause someone from work, um, like found out that I was weightlifting and they were like, Oh yeah, my like friend from high school is going to be lifting this weekend. What? And that was for AO1. And I was like, Holy shit. 
this is such a small world. You know her. She's basically a local celebrity. She is a local celebrity when it comes so to So strong. Yeah, she's great. And she's like one of the nicest people I know. I'm not going to wow. be able to find the name of the city. And I don't even know if she'd want me to. Well, I'm sure Stalk she her. It. Oh, and <laughs> Mary lives at XYZ address and her phone number is. It doesn't matter. Mary <laughs> lives in a very small town that's really close to Oshkosh. And that's all that matters. Um, But yeah, she's uh, so weightlifting Wisconsin's pretty small. Yes. But it's going to be really neat if the state meet or not the state meet, but that. Oh, that's one thing. So that May 7th meet, we're trying to make it a. Um, we're trying to get some high schools involved and do Ooh. like a power queen bench press competition. Um, That's right. Which I don't know if you've read uh, The Sport of Steroids by Jim <sighs> Rutter, um, but um, in that book, uh, Pat Mendez, um, it's about Pat Mendez um, and his like whole history of doping and stuff. Um, but uh, that's how he found weightlifting and John Bros was going to a power queen bench press competition. And so that's like a wow. big thing. Um, See, I saw something that's going to be locally here soon, and it's a Max Clean competition. That's up on the cross. So I was talking that the the one of the dudes. Oh man, I can't. Interesting. Remember, I think his name is Beck, um, which is a cool ass name. If it is Beck, Beck. I don't know if it's Beck or not. It starts with a B. I just can't remember the rest of the letters. Hmm. Um, but he is the president of the Wisconsin, no, excuse me. He's a president of the lacrosse weightlifting team and he's holding an event of just a max clean huh. in lacrosse to raise awareness about the sport of weightlifting. That's a good idea. Yeah. And I, he's like, it's free for anyone, but if you want to, there's gonna be a cash prize. So if you want to, um, be eligible to win this cash prize, you have to like sign up and it's a $5 entry fee. And like, I think the winner gets like 400 bucks or something like that. Um, which I think is a really good use of, um, funds to, uh, make this sport of weightlifting more, um, like more in the consciousness of people. Yeah. I think looking back, if I had known about this sport in high school or especially college, I would have done it. Yeah, because you were a rower in mm-hmm. you went to Oregon State, is that right? University of Portland. University of Portland, okay. Yes. That's not the Ducks, right? No. Okay. What's the what's Portland's? Is it a is it the a pilots, like a a riverboat pilot? Oh no, kidding. Yeah, because it's right uh it's right next to the river, the but Willamette. Did you, but did you hear my joke? Sorry, what was the joke? The joke was is the mascot of the of your school, which was University of Portland. Was it a barista? No. But it was a funny joke, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so in high school and in junior high, I would lift with the baseball team. And I remember cleaning for the first time. But I w- tried to muscle it, right? Oh, sure. And I just took a men's bar and I could barely even get it up. Of just like a 20 kilo bar? Yeah. Wow. Because I was, like, muscly, and I was just this tiny, like, high schooler. Um, That's but, kind of incredible, And then though. I did CrossFit and learned what lifting was and um, to get ready for rowing, to condition for rowing. Yeah. And then I did rowing in college, and then Morgan King existed. I mean, you know, Morgan King <laughs> lifted at the Olympics. And I was like, wow, that would be so cool because I'm five foot two. I was not a very good rower, but... I was the strongest person in the weight room on my team. No kidding. Yeah. And I was like, man, it'd be really cool to do weightlifting, but like how? Like to me, I viewed it as, you know, bobsledding. Like how does one go about doing bobsledding? Like how do you get how do you get into a bobsledding team? Like that was when I was in college and high school, it was like I don't know how to get into weightlifting. Yeah. But so yeah, it's cool that high schools are doing it and getting involved and yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. And um, I, I know that weightlifting kind of took a hit for both weightlifting and CrossFit, I think, kind of took a hit during the pandemic. Um, yes. Uh, so it's nice to see that. And I was talking to Spencer about this, um, about how big his team is getting. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started um, right after 
Like it, it was starting to get kind of big towards um, like 2020, but then mm-hmm. right around, I think it was like mm, the start of 2021 where he was at, I can't remember if it was AO finals or if it was the meet just before that. It was like one of the first meets back where it was at a national like venue or whatever. Um, and he was like, oh, it was nationals. Excuse me, it was nationals. Um, this year's not nationals. So 20, no, sorry, 2021 nationals in Detroit. And he was there the whole time, and he was like, I, my team has gotten so big, I don't know most of these people. Like, I know maybe now 20% of my team. And oh I'm sure gosh. he's gotten to know more people. Yeah. But, like, at the time, because he, there's so many, like, satellite locations. Like, there's mm-hmm. one in, oh, God, I think Arizona. Um, oh. And then there's the barn up in New York, um, which uh, uh, Alexa and Brennan, um kind of have like domain over but now the the online teams are growing in such a way um and it's kind of nice to see like there's a few teams um that are just kind of growing exponentially and so many more people are have access to really good coaching um Mm -hmm. and i think it has a lot to do with like people being more comfortable with like having a gym in their own space yeah it's like having a garage gym um because that's what we had to do during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, like, Greg's online teams are growing a lot. Amy's team, Power and Grace's remote team is freaking huge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a couple other clubs um, that were really able to um, do remote coaching well um, and uh, really kind of come out of the pandemic, like, having this really vast team and they're – like catalyst is growing like the catalyst uh like competition team has grown like a few folks since uh the start of the pandemic but like their uh the catalyst masters team is just dense right now hmm. um and then so many people just on like the catalyst train heroic that are just so many there's so many people um and i think it's great yeah i think it's awesome that there are um more clubs now that are able to because it used to just be like cal strength Mm-hmm. with the barbell wad and um their online teams uh but now it's like people have so many options to choose from and kind of figure out what's best for them um because it used to be like even i want to say like 20 f- oh geez like 2016 2017 2018 like if that p- coach wasn't in your area you weren't getting coached by them yeah um, i remember starting out actually when i was kind of leaving CrossFit and deciding that I wanted to do weightlifting and I went to group three. But, you know, I went on the Google and tried to figure out what I should do. And everywhere you read, it was like, don't get an online coach. It is nothing like being coached in person, which I understand, especially starting out and learning how to do it. It's key to have an in-person coach. But I've been really impressed with the online coaching that I've been doing with Josh and I think it is doable. Yeah. I mean, Greg had to basically rebuild me from the ground up because, like, when I went to him, I I was having trouble snatching 20 kilos. Um, wow. So, like, he basically just had to start anew with me. Um, and so, it, I mean, like, in, that was all remote. Now, would it have been a lot faster and probably a lot easier for both of us if I were in Oregon mm-hmm. or if I had someone that was, like, I don't know. I want to say anyone. If like I had access to like be with him more often, um, it probably would have been a lot faster process. But um, but it, you also need someone who you really trust. Yeah, and who you can continue to develop a relationship with. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really great because in some cities, like if you're in a remote area, like Montana, I think. I, I met, oh, there's one team of lifters from Montana that I know. Uh, it was in Wyoming. Oh, crap. It's either Montana. It doesn't matter. One of these states, and it's like the one of the only clubs there, and they have like a few athletes or whatever, and they're finally like able to bring some people to the like national meets. Wow. But it's like if you live in a place like that and you're just like out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you're not getting coached like – you're just not getting coached. Like, there's no weightlifting coaches. So you have to go online and you have to find someone who works for you. Yeah. Um, it's just nice that that's now an option. 
um where before it just wasn't it's really so back when you were starting in 2019 even it was Mm -hmm. like don't get an online coach yeah i mean that's what the internet said yeah well (laughs) which makes sense for if you're just starting out yeah i agree i mean it's important too to have in-person coaching when you're not starting out but yeah i don't think online coaching is impossible no it's certainly not um that's just crazy and i uh, it's i mean this just kind of speaks volumes of like the i hate that like everything kind of revolves around the pandemic but the pandemic really taught people like how to receive um things virtually Mm -hmm. and like how to um learn virtually and like all aspects of life right like having conversations and like growing relationships virtually um yeah and so weightlifting the same way like two years if you if if you were told today to not get a remote coach and you lived in somewhere like even if you lived in i want to say like oh gosh what's a small wyoming yeah we'll just say wyoming (laughs) i want to use a different example but like say you live out in wyoming it's like well my closest weightlifting coach that's close to me is like an hour away yeah or i have a space where i can like have my own platform and if if someone were to tell me today that like that person should drive an hour every day to go see this in-person coach who doesn't have like any sort of credentials at all except for usaw level one i'd be like yeah no yeah but i now even thinking about two years ago i'd be like yeah you should probably drive that hour like maybe three or four times a week just to get eyes on you and then the other day, if you can only make it three days a week, just do like other strength, maybe do all your squats and pulls on the two other days if you want to train five days a week, but like you can make it work. I like, I know that's wow. what I would have said then, but like now it's just, it's everything's so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so you've been with josh now for 10 weeks only 10 weeks pretty much yeah wait no 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 14 weeks 14 yeah Yeah, but the first four weeks were like a transitional period yeah where you were just kind of like doing seven queens plus four jerks and yeah i was uh, learning what how to move my body again yeah because i took a little bit of a break yeah 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 so after this meet and PRs all around, you PR'd your snatch, your like your overall like competition mm-hmm. and like training snatch. Your clean jerk was that also a PR? Yeah. So it was just PRs all around. It was, but I also haven't like tested in a while. But it was a. Let's see. I want to say it was like a twelve kilo total PR. That's massive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was happy, and I'm excited to see what else I can do. And so the, your next competition you're thinking about doing is in Calgary, right? Actually, I think I'm going to do state. Okay. Mm-hmm. As soon as we figure out where it is yeah. and when it is. Yeah. Um, we were actually talking on the group chat last night. You're fine. The group chat last night about... Um, uh, what group chat? The WSO for Wisconsin. Oh. Um. Mm, can't remember what I was gonna say anymore. We were talking about something. Didn't have to do with state meet. Had to do with something else, but it was pertinent. Oh crap! Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, but um, what I can say is, I think I just have grown a lot in my confidence since last competing two years ago. Yeah, and I think part of that. And part of that, which I didn't think was impacting me as much as it did, was starting out in weightlifting and it being an individual sport. Because I've always come from a team sport. So I wonder what other people's perspectives are on that. Because for a while, starting out in weightlifting, I was like, should I really be doing this? Because it feels kind of... I don't know, selfish because yeah. I don't have a team that I'm working with. But um, I got over that, and my mindset now is like, I do weightlifting because it makes me a better me. Yeah. And I think that's a good reason to do it. And it doesn't make it selfish. It just 
it's it's different it's very different than like your typical team sport yeah and i think that's i mean weightlifting is uh, we talked about this before like it's if i'm not doing this my mental health suffers a lot yeah um totally and i know a lot of people that are like that and there i think there's like forty thousand usaw members or something like that some crazy number but not all those people are competing and there are so many people that aren't even registered with usaw because they don't compete yeah so there there's more people than not doing this just because it makes them feel good Mm -hmm. and it's what they choose to do for fun um and it's good that it's selfish. I th- I think um, that if you're doing something like that, that's selfish, yes, but also making you a more resilient, stronger person. Mm-hmm. I don't see any. And if you're the best version of yourself because of it, yeah, then it's really it does impact the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What I found was uh, the Wisconsin the WSO group chat. We were talking about the website. Because if you look on the... Oh, my God. If you're listening to this, do not go to the, the Wisconsin, Wisconsin. The Wisconsin. I literally was on that yesterday. Yes. And I was like, this hasn't been updated in years. What literally. is going on? Literal years. I don't think it's been updated since the uh, state championship of 2019. So are you taking it over then? No. Uh-uh. Come on. I, I suck at websites, dude. There's, they're figuring it out. We're figuring it's so it out. hard to know when meets are in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is this was a, going back to the lacrosse meet that we both did. The only reason um, you knew about it was because of what? The only reason I knew about it is because you knew about it. Yeah. And how did I know about it? I think. Okay. I think group three folks told you about it, right? I feel like I saw it on some post, but it was like yeah. a month away. Right. But there was like you couldn't find it on the Wisconsin weightlifting. You couldn't find it anywhere unless you were looking at the USAW um, website. And I don't think it was even posted there until just before the meet. Right. Um, it was impossible to find. But so. So good thing you're on the board now. Well, it's not a me thing. This is like a, it's a good <laughs> thing that the, I feel like. I'm putting it on your shoulders. What's good about, I, I really like the new system when it comes to having WSO boards and that there's more people involved in making the state a better weightlifting community. Mm-hmm. There are obviously flaws because there's going to be flaws in any system. But what I really like about it is it makes it a priority that it, it's on a, a lot of people's shoulders. It's not just on the president and the VP and then like the couple of volunteer people who like help out when they can. But now it's like there's, 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 there's accountability for like five or six people. And depending on how big your state is, you probably have more. I don't know how that works. Um, but it's no longer the opinion or, like, what the president or the VP wants. It's, like, what's best for all of these people. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes it a lot better system for the sport to grow because it's not, like, okay, I'm going to use an example here. And please, if you're from New England, don't get mad at me. I don't even know if you're listening. If you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs> but if you're from New England and listening to this, maybe yeah. just, like, Give me a little bit of grace here. But when I was in New England, I lived in Massachusetts. I could not get a hold of anyone. I couldn't get a hold of the president. I couldn't get a hold of the VP. I couldn't get a hold of anyone that was on the, at that point, LWC board. It was impossible. And you didn't know about weightlifting meets because they weren't posted anywhere. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. There was a website, but it was much like the Wisconsin one now where it's like wasn't updated. Like that one wasn't updated since I think the like 2010, 2011, 2012. It was not updated. So in order for you to know an event was happening, you had to be following the gyms that would host events. It was impossible. The LWC in New England was not functioning. It was just not. Um, and maybe this is a perception where I've screwed up and maybe there was a really vibrant LWC community that wasn't aware of it. I doubt that's the case because I've talked to a lot of people. It was not easily accessible. It was not easily accessible. Um, which is half the battle. Exactly. And for a lot of states, um, that aren't California, Texas, or Florida, that's, that was the case. Or I guess North Carolina is pretty good too. But if you're not from those states, it's really hard to know what's going on in your weightlifting community. But now it's... It, from the from my experiences with being on the Wisconsin WSO board and seeing how other WSOs are operating, it's becoming a lot easier for people to get information that they need to be in the sport and compete in the sport. And I well, think that's it's a good. good. Thing. Yeah. 
because it needs i mean like if we want this sport to grow it's not going to be like the it's not like it's not a a top down sort of thing because mm-hmm. the the elite lifters are going to have things taken care of for them right mm-hmm. it's like the people who could be weightlifting um or they could be playing basketball mm-hmm. or they could be playing like i'm talking about at a local level here yeah they could be in like a volleyball um league or like a like a softball league and you can Mm -hmm. do those things along with weightlifting but like what i'm trying to say here is like if we want more people in the sport we have to make it more accessible yes and we have to show that it's an accessible sport to get into that anyone can do it yes and i think we're doing i think usaw is doing a lot better job now too of with their social media of making it look like it's more fun um so then mm-hmm. there were a couple of people who like took over the USAW um, uh, Instagram, their social medias and stuff. Um, and they're posting more about like just, I don't want to say average shows, but average yeah. shows lifting and having fun doing it. Um, That's what I love about weightlifting is anyone can be an athlete. Like when I finished college, I was like, well, I'm not an athlete anymore. I'm just a person. Yeah. But I'm just a person. <laughs> I'm just a human being. That's it's not true. Fine. Anyone can be an athlete. If you move your body in a certain way you're an athlete yeah and that's what i loved about adele's interview with oprah did you watch that no i i'm my head's buried in the sand at one point she just tells oprah yeah i'm an athlete and i was like hell yeah you are adele you you exercise you're an athlete like that's great it was just really empowering so everybody go watch that yeah everybody as in Stu and ray (laughs) Yeah, literally. I don't even know if Stu's going to listen to this. Buddy, if you're <laughs> listening, I love you. Um, but uh, no, and I, I'm, Adam White and I talk about this a lot. Pretty much every time I see Adam, we talk about this, how it's important for people to train for things. Yeah. Like not just exercise, but like have a goal in mind. Because once you're yeah. working toward, like there's a mindset shift. For if, sure. If you're just working out to just, like we were talking about, like I used to cro- coach CrossFit and I very much it was hard for me to coach the early morning class because they didn't necessarily want to get better at things they just wanted to check it off their list yes and that drove me insane because i like i want to coach people who are like trying to get better mm-hmm. i don't coach anymore but like if i was coaching that's what i would want to be coaching people who are like actively trying to work towards a goal um but it's so important for people to train even if it's mm-hmm. like um, I want to be able to run a mile without stopping. Yeah. And you are working towards that goal. You're training. You're not working out. Like if you like just to have that something to work towards something to is physicality that like you're pushing yourself to become better. Yeah. Um, and it can be anything like it, it, it doesn't have to be weightlifting. It could be dancing. It could be playing volleyball like the things we were talking about before but like training for something yeah um, and making your pursuit something that you enjoy and something that's worthwhile to you yeah i think that the tricky bit that i have when i make goals is that i make a high goal for myself like right now i want to make nationals yeah or qualify for nationals and i feel like in the past when i've met goals like that i'm like okay i made it to nationals now what Mm. and then like i do terribly at nationals (laughs) so i um i'm in the process of revising my goals because i think you're right like it's great to train for things but i have to like set multiple goals otherwise i'll just be like oh okay i trained for this certain thing yeah okay now what do i do sounds like you need to work on some process goals instead of outcome goals yeah you know the difference right I mean, do you want to explain it? Okay, so process goals are things that, like, you do to achieve your process. So, like, I'm going to train five days a week this week for, Mm -hmm. like, two months. That's a process goal because it's something you can, like – because an outcome goal could happen or it couldn't. Like, you could be doing all of your process goals and not make – like, not qualify for nationals. So, for example, I could be, like, I'm going to sleep eight hours a night. Um, I'm going to track my macros for three months mm-hmm. and, um, I'm going to, um, just, uh, drink so many ounces of water every day. Mm-hmm. Those are all process goals. You could do all those to a T and not get your outcome goal. 
that makes sense. Yes. So like if you have an outcome goal, it's great, but having process goals to like keep achieving, mm-hmm. to keep working at. So when you hit your out, uh, your outcome goal, if you hit or miss your outcome goal, you still have process goals to go back to and like keep going yeah. on those things. Um, it's important to have both. Like it's important to have outcome goals, but if you don't have process goals to go along with them, it can be hard to bounce back. Um, and then if you don't make the outcome goal, it's hard to see like, well, what the, what was the point of doing all that? Mm-hmm. Um, so having the process and then outcome goal. So not to like say, Hey, <laughs> got you covered. You just need some, you, you need to use some process. Yes. Goals. Yes. But it could be helpful. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just here to give you mediocre advice. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about when it comes to Wisconsin weightlifting? Or um, just, like, weightlifting in general? I feel like we talk very little about the competition, but that's okay. I, I think we got our point across. Basically, the, it was fun. The bars could spin more. And I'd be yes. happy. Yeah. Um, what is your next step? My next step? <laughs> a broad question go to training today <laughs> i yeah. missed training yesterday because mm-hmm. i was in what Chicago. are you working on in training uh this week Currently. is uh this week is sort of like maxing out some complexes okay yes yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun mm-hmm. um and then i think after this we have like a quasi back off week and then is quasi like the fake like a yeah fake, yeah the faux back off week where it's like <laughs> your my percentages go down for like the complexes but my squat um intensity is still pretty high Oof. yeah um and then it just kind of keeps building on itself i don't remember what the complexes are for the next um mezzo i didn't look at that yet but no i'll be maxing out today i have to max out the oh, i get man. to max out the complex yeah i'm sad i'm not going then my day's been a wreck, so I'm, oh, well, yeah, that's right, never mind, you didn't train today, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alyssa, along with, um, or sorry, Sodi, along with, um, uh, along with competing and training weightlifting, you're also a nurse, mm-hmm. um, and you work, like, 12-hour shifts. Yes, it's like a coach's worst nightmare, right? Um, yeah, 12-hour night shifts at that. Yeah. But... I've just come to accept it, and it's temporary, I think. I mean, eventually oh. I'll be working days, hopefully, and that'll be a little bit better. Does that but happen, like, once you reach a certain amount of time being a nighttime nurse that they... Like, I mean, kind of. Okay. Like, once I get enough seniority at this job, then I can sure. get a day shift position. Yeah. Or I might, like, move and get a different job altogether, and hopefully that will be on day shift because this is not great for my weightlifting life. But I'm making it work. Yeah. Go you. Thanks. Um, But, yeah. I don't remember why I wanted to make that point that you're also a nurse. I don't know, but if you have anybody reach out to you about being a night shift nurse and – a weightlifter let me know because i'd like to hear more about that i know there's someone on catalyst who is a nurse a night shift oh yeah um nadia yeah yep yeah she's a badass i mean you're also badass but you know (laughs) she's been to world so badass yeah not saying that i would like to hear her take on everything on how she does it maybe i can have her on i don't know if she'd be open to that i can ask her okay that'd be fun What's it like to um, die every night at your job and then mm. come back in the morning and then still lift well enough to make it to Worlds? What's that like? Yeah. Because that sounds really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very easy question, I'm sure. Super easy. Yeah, it won't take any time at all. It'll be like a 30-second, like, oh, yeah, it's just this. See, so, like, it's doable. It's not yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's not, not ideal, but it's doable. Yeah, you kind of got to work with what you're given. Yeah 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 it's a tough uh just do it just just freaking just just do the <laughs> just 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 do it <laughs> we are chaotic we are chaotic always 
if you ever train with us, this is basically what it's like for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Or or um, I will lift and Will will say, hey, maybe you should try harder on that one. Yeah, just try a little Ma- harder. Maybe you should try a little harder. It's so, a good cue. It makes you try harder. Yeah, it really is. But actually, Will is a very good training partner. So, like, if you ever need someone, like, at meets to, like, cheer for you, Will's a good one. Okay, I shouldn't say that because, like, okay. you you have an actual job that you are going to be fine. doing. It's okay. I, I do like to be a cheerleader, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here because otherwise we're just going to keep talking yeah. in circles. And it's just going to turn into more <laughs> We've chaos. been talking for two hours. Yes, we have. And this is going to be split into two podcasts, so you don't have to hear us <sighs> chatting for two hours at once. Unless you're into that sort of thing, then listen to them back to back. Whatever. Content, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hate that word all right um where can people find you or do you want to be found i mean i'm on instagram uh but i'm not like an influencer so like you can follow me and like maybe i'll follow you back your account's private isn't i like it? to make um yes it is oh okay cool so you have to like request it don't yeah. be a weirdo so maybe i'll approve you maybe i won't just kidding um but i like to make friends so um she's way better yeah my my Name is at S-O-E-T-E dot A. Cool. But, like, no pressure or anything. <laughs> Don't follow me. It's fine. But also, and I'm here in Wisconsin, so. Uh, yeah, come train at Twisted with us. Yeah. But, like, don't be weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if Boff, if Boff is listening to this. You need to come train with us sometime. Yes. I doubt he is. Also, Devin texted me, like, the day after the meet and was like, I really want to train with you. Like, we, so we need to up. go there. Yeah, we do. After Hawaii. Yeah. For two weeks. Yeah. That's going to be rough. Well, you're going to train there. Never mind. It's going to be fine. Um, I don't know how you travel so much and train. It sucks. Like, it's hard. But um, jet lag. go to Workhorse Barbell in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the good people. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's other good people, but I like those guys. I just hit my microphone, so I'm sorry if that messed things up. Um... ASMR. ASMR. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, God. Giving the people what they want. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. All right. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know where to find me, but I'm at Barbell Stories on all the things. And I also have a TikTok. Um, oh. Yeah, but I haven't put anything on there yet, so don't get too excited. Um, and you can find me there. Um, he makes cool photos and videos. Thanks, Sodi. <laughs> and podcasts. And podcasts. And music videos. Yeah. Contact him fun. for all your music video needs. Yeah, seriously. I want to work with more musicians. It's a lot of fun. All right. Um, we're going to call it there. If you, Peace. Yeah, if you made it this far, bless leave you. A, <laughs> leave a hamburger emoji. Leave a hamburger <laughs> wait me. will is vegan that did not come out right that's okay hamburgers are good not like okay hold on never mind we're just gonna call it there bye bye <laughs>